All around, all around. Everywhere I look, your love is all around. Come on, sing. All around, all around. Everywhere I look, your love is all around. Come on. All around, all around. Everywhere I look, your love is all around. Come on. All around. Come on, you are just this, this morning. You do this, come on. All around, all around. Everywhere I look, your love is all around. Give the Lord a dance. Come on. Some of you are too sick this morning. Come on. Are you giving the Lord a dance? Let the nation sing. Let the nation sing. Let the people shout. Let your kingdom come. Pour your spirit out. Come on. Manifest. Manifest your love. Manifest. Manifest your love. One, two, three. You are not moving. Give the Lord a dance, somebody. Come on. Are you enjoying His presence? Let the nation sing. Let the nation sing. Let the people shout. Let your kingdom come. Pour your spirit out. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Manifest, manifest your love. Oh, manifest, manifest your love. Can we all do it together? Go! All around, all around, everywhere I look, your love is all around. One more time. All around, all around, everywhere I look, your love is all around. Hallelujah, give the Lord a shout. What a blessing to be in the house of the Lord. It's good to see all of you. You're looking very nice in your t-shirts and uh, whatever you are wearing. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and tell the person you're looking very, very nice. Hallelujah. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, just one or two announcements. Uh, today, in the afternoon, around three o'clock, we'll be having our carnival. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so, um, let's all take note. We're going to the Kunka Junction, is that it? And uh, we will uh, have the carnival. Carnival is um, a time where we sing, dance, uh, there's a sketch. And then we'll preach the word for salvation. Hallelujah. And there are many people who are at that place who need to hear the gospel. Amen. So today we'll be going there. Three o'clock. Those of you who come for first service, I know you go. You're at the early bed and you go. But try. Try and come and join us at that place. And let's try and share some flyers and witness to people. And then we'll be preaching the word as well. Is that a good idea? 
We're going to have a brass band in the house to take us to the place. Hallelujah. All right. The turning point service is also on uh, Friday, 6.30 to 9.30. Make sure you're part of it. It's our 11th hour miracle time. So God has a miracle for you. Amen. And then also the Macarios. This is the Macarios. This is a set of books by our father, Bishop Dag. You know, can you lift it up so that uh, a set of 60 books. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, normally it goes for um, 600 cities, but it has been reduced drastically to fit your pocket. It's going for 300 cities now. Can you believe it? So make sure that you get it and uh, it will be a blessing. Choristers, you're out there all night, I think, this week also. Okay, and Portis as well. Amen. Beautiful. I think that's it. Today is also Mission Sunday. Uh, we're going to take an offering for missionaries all over the world. So let's all take note. And uh, I believe that we'll be blessed. Amen. Right. Let's take our memory verse for today quickly. And then we'll be hearing the word of God. Our memory verse today is from Psalm 147. Verse 10. Can we take it together? Ready, go. Psalm 147, verse 10. He delighted not in the strength of the horse. He taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man. Psalm 147, verse 10. What a verse. Shall if you have a horse, God does not delight in it. In the strength of the horse. If you have legs, there are some people, they believe in their legs. Yeah, I told you that a sister won a brother with her leg. Yeah, we call it leg evangelism. <laughs> the sister followed the brother to church because of her legs. Ask the nearest sister, do you have legs to bring a brother to church? Hey! So some men take pleasure in legs, but God doesn't take pleasure in legs. What a shock. All right, so let's take it together again. Ready, go. Psalm 147, verse 10. He delighted not in the strength of the horse. He taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man. Psalm 147, verse 10. Amen. Do you think we can do it without looking on the screen? Or we should do it one last time. Okay, one last time. Ready, go. Psalm 147, verse 10. He delighted not in the strength of the horse. He taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man. Psalm 147, verse 10. All right. Okay, I think we should try. We should try. Let's try. It's a memory verse, so let's see if we can memorize it. Okay, ready, go. Psalm 147, verse 10. He delighted not in the strength of the horse. He taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man. Psalm 147 verse 10. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for a beautiful Sunday morning that we have to celebrate your goodness. Thank you for your people that have gathered. 
Lord, we don't take it for granted because your word says that blessed is the man whom you choose and you cause to approach you. Father, we know that you chose us this morning out of the many people and you caused us to be here in your presence. This morning we pray that, Lord, no one will leave here the same. Touch every life, touch every heart, touch every soul, touch every spirit, O oh God. Lift our burdens. Take away the problems, the things that bring tears to our eyes. Lord, I pray that no one will leave here the same. Let the sick be healed. Let the confused receive direction. Let the discouraged be encouraged this morning. Thank you. Above all, Lord, let your perfect will be done in our midst. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, this morning I'm just running up on what I started last week sharing with you about the mega church. Somebody say the mega church. Oh, I cannot hear you say the mega church. Beautiful. Now, um, last week I started telling you that God's vision and what God is interested in in these times and in these last days is the building of his church. Hallelujah. Jesus said in Matthew 16 and verse 18, he said, I will build my church. And that is what Jesus is doing. He's building his church. He's not doing um, uh, what? Uh, what are some of the things that they are doing these days? Eh? Pardon? What? Uh, uh, they are doing uh, uh, stock something. They are doing this. Different things that people are doing. You know. And um, it's like that is what God is doing. But I showed you last week when that man invited people to the supper or the banquet. The Bible says that some went to their farm. And some went to their merchandise and other things and that is not where God is calling us to. So when you are going to your farm, your business and all the things that you're doing, it is not what God is doing. And um, I would like to do something that God is doing. I like to do something that God supports and God gives uh, strength to. And that's why as a church, we should not be carried away by some of the pressures. You know, sometimes they say that for a church to be relevant, you must be uh, building schools. You must be uh, drilling boreholes and uh, providing water and things for people. Uh, you must uh, provide a hospital. These are all good things. But ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that that is not what God has called us to. Jesus didn't say in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, that all power in heaven is given unto me. Uh, go ye therefore and drill boreholes. Uh, go ye therefore and uh, build hospitals. No, 
Look at it there. He said, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, and teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have told you. All things. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. So, what will make God be with us? And what will make Jesus be with us? Hallelujah. When we do these things, when we build the church, he said in Isaiah 2 and verse 2, he said, it shall come to pass in the last days that the nations shall flow into the house of the Lord. He said, the house of the Lord shall be established on top of the mountains. And above the hills it shall be exalted. And all nations shall flow into it. So, that is what is happening. People are flowing into the church. The church is being built. If we don't take care, we'll be carried away by all this. I mean, it's not a problem. As a church, we have, you know, <laughs> maybe you should just carry him out so that. Let somebody have him, then you can. Because it's distracting us. Yeah. Hallelujah. I think he's in the mood to be chatting power this morning. You know, we, we have, as a church, we have a hospital. As a church, we have a school. We, we, we've gone up to JSS level. We are going to the SS. And uh, we, have, we, have, we have things. We have an orphanage. We have all these things. We, we don't uh, despise them. And we don't uh, disagree that it's a good thing. But a good thing may not necessarily be a God thing. Yeah. It may be a good thing, but is it a God thing? Is that what God is asking of us? Is that what God wants us to do? But Jesus said, when you do these things, he said, I am with you always. I, I will want Jesus to be with me always. And that is why we are talking about building a mega church. And I started giving you 25 reasons why God wants to have a mega church. We were trying to explain or define what mega is. Mega. And we said mega means what? Big. Big church. Mighty church. What else? Great church. Huge church. Gargantuan church. And uh, what else? All the big things that you can. Enormous. These are the things that God wants to have. God doesn't want to have a small church. You know, and we started looking at 25 reasons why he wants to have a mega church. First of all, we said that we might desire to have a mega church because it's the appropriate vision and goal for a pastor. And as a church, it would be good for us to have such a vision. Without that, we'll end up fighting each other, quarreling with each other because we don't even have any vision. The Bible says that where there is no vision, the people perish. What makes the people perish? Because they don't have anything to do, so they end up quarreling with each other. But when we know that the church must be filled, we know that the church must be big, and we have all these empty seats, we will not have time to be chatting and, and fighting with each other. When we come, we are, we are on an agenda that we need to fill the church. And that's what God has called us to. Number two, you must desire to have a mega church because the desire for a mega church will lead you on a journey that will make your church grow. If we did not have this vision, this carnival we are having, we will not have it. We'll be sitting here and we are just happy with ourselves. Happy yourself. Isn't that what they say? Make you happy yourself. And then we'll be eating and dancing and it's like, 
we are okay with the way we are. Small. Some people say they like cute churches. It's a nice thing, but it's not a God thing. Cute. A few people, my family, they said, that, yeah, I like that. And I, mean, I don't like the church with plenty of people. Well, I don't know, but what I have for you is that God wants to have a big church. And, but if it's a big church, when you come, they don't see you. Listen, 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 listen to me. Listen to me. Now, we have a phrase in this church. We say that the church is big enough to include you and small enough for you to be known. How is that possible? Within the church, there are smaller groups in the church. Once you join any of the smaller groups, I'm telling you, you'll be known. Yeah. I know Iben because he's in the violence. Today they came late. Campus guys, you should try and wake up early. You come very late, but, you know. And uh, I know him because they sing. They, they sing in the choir. I know Vanessa. I know the people. I know Josephine. You know, because she's in a smaller group. I know Hidea. I know Sarah. I know Iben. Because they are in smaller groups. Once you don't join a smaller group, I will not know you. When you join a smaller group, you are just two steps away from me. Because there's a pastor over that small group. And that pastor will introduce you to me. And you'll be known. That's it. That's it. So, those who say it's too big, you will not be known. No. Join a group in the church. You just join one group. Either the choir or the ashes. Where, where are the ladies? They're the nice ladies who were taking the offering. Where are they? Ah, see them. We know all these people, Judith and all that, because they are in a smaller group. So that's the thing. If I don't take I won't preach what I have to preach today. Some of you didn't come last week here, making me preach again. Number three, you must have a mega church because the prophetic destiny of every church that the Lord builds is to have a greater end than the beginning. Because the Bible says that even though your beginning was small, your latter end should greatly increase. Job 8, 7. Number four, you must have a mega church because most pastors are deceived into thinking that the work is being done when it's not being done. What is really the work? This is the work. You may be doing something else, you think that's the work. That's not it. Once you are not filling the church, you are not doing the work. You are doing something else. Hey. Number five, are you for there? You must have a mega church because God's will is that his house may be filled. Luke 14, 23. He said that my house may be filled. God wants to fill his house. He doesn't want to fill any other place but his house. And the house of God is the church. How can the church be filled if we don't go out there and witness and win souls and talk to people about Christ? Number six, seven. You know, take something. Let's quickly. You must have a mega church because the biblical example of churches had thousands of members. You never see any church in the Bible that was just a few people. Three thousand, five thousand. This, that, that. They were mentioning them. Huge figures. Number eight, you must have a mega church because having a, a large church means that more souls have been won into the kingdom. Yeah. The fact that I'm standing here on a Sunday morning preaching to you, it means that, Charlie, something has happened. 
a mighty work has taken place. That me, pa, I'm holding microphone and preaching Sunday morning. That I have not coughing club beer, beer, beer. And one a club. Something has happened. There are many more people like me who are out there. That's why we must go out there and witness to them. Number nine, you must have a mega church because in a mega church, more workers and laborers are released. We need more people to do the work. Just a few people you can see. They're the same people. Out of the same group, it's just another small group that will just come out again. But there are a lot of us sitting down in the church doing nothing. And maybe when we have more people, it will have more people in the church so that we can be able to have more workers. Hallelujah. Number 10, you must have a mega church because through a mega church, more ministers of the gospel, full-time pastors and bishops will be appointed. Number 11, um, is it number 11? You must have a mega church because in a mega church, more people are involved in prayer against the works of the devil. You should have seen people praying here last Friday. Prayer all over the place. Because... There are more people in the church. Number 12, you must have a mega church because a mega church generates large crowds and large crowds create great expectation. Number 13, so I ended at number 12, so today number 13, you must have a mega church because in a mega church you will have greater manifestation of miracles because of the greater crowds and greater expectation. Yeah. When there are more people, the expectation is greater. Because one person here is expecting a, a miracle. One person here is also expecting this. One person is also expecting. So, when all these ones come together, the expectation is greater. And if it's greater, it draws on the power that is there from the man of God. And then... The power of God is released into the congregation and the people are healed and people are touched. I mean, when you are in a, a small meeting, how, how many people will be sick in that meeting? There are just a few people. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, you know. So when you are doing a healing service, you see that the, thing is, the people themselves that are sitting there, they are well. So they are not expecting any healing. So as they are sitting there, the healing thing you are doing, they are just watching you. It's like, you know what? We are not here to be healed. We don't need healing. But when you have a larger crowd, definitely there's somebody there who has a pain in the leg. Somebody has some problem with the ear. Somebody cannot see. So all these expectations come together. It releases the power of God. And miracles take place in the lives of the people. Hallelujah. May God give you a miracle. May God touch you this morning. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? Bible says in Acts chapter 8 and verse 5, it says that then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and he preached Christ to them. That is why we are going to Kunka Junction and preaching Christ to them. Verse 6, it says that and the people with one accord gave heed unto the things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Verse 7, for unclean spirits crying with a loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame, and they were healed. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Bible says in verse 8, and there was great joy in that city. May God touch you and give you great joy in your heart. Amen.
Hallelujah. So that's why we need to have a mega church. We need to have, I mean, such a service can easily become a miracle service. Yeah. As we are here, the power of God is just moving and touching people. And I believe that is happening in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Number 14. You must have a mega church because more evangelism is possible through a mega church. More what? I cannot hear you. More what? Evangelism. Evangelism is something which is missing from the church today. People don't do evangelism. That is the main thing that we are called to do. Why have you been saved? Today you didn't say, for I saved you, he saved me. He saved us for all time. What about others? There are other people who need to be saved. We are here today. We are blessed. God has brought you into his presence. But what about the other people sitting out there who don't know Jesus? Now the reason why we may not have much of it because the people themselves, they are few. And a lot of people are caught up in a whole lot of things. People are into this. These days, uh, people do distant learning. Uh, Sunday, well, they go to school on Sundays. I mean, so many things are taking people's time. So if we don't have a mega church, so that there will be some that will be available to do the evangelism, nothing will happen. And that is what we need it. And when we have especially different groups, you find that this group today is going to do an evangelism. Violets have decided that they are going on the tech campus. They are going to witness to the people on the campus. Can I have an amen from the violets? Yeah. They say if you want to tell God something, you speak into the air. So, if they, so I'm, I'm speaking to some people if they can listen to me. <laughs> yeah. Different groups can have the outreach, the evangelism. Psalm 68 verse 11 is a beautiful scripture. It says that God spoke the word or he gave the word. But great was the company that published it. So God is speaking, but there must be a company that will publish it. Or may you be one of the people that is going to publish the word. Great was the company. Great was the company. Not small was the company. Not little was the company. But great was the company that preached it. Which means that you must be included in the people who are preaching. Yeah, Derek, you must be included. Otherwise, we will not have the people to do it. And that is why we need to have a mega church. As soon as you understand this thing, you will be happy in the church. Yeah. Otherwise, when we are going for programs, why? Small church that we have come. We are going to do carnival. We are sharing flyers. We are be- why? Because we haven't understood it. Yeah. As the next person, do you understand what the pastor is saying? Or you? Yeah, because for some people, they, all they know about church is that you receive a car. You receive a wife. You receive a house. Aha! Uh-huh. You will receive. Number 15. We must have a mega church because a mega church has a larger and greater income that can be used for the work of God. A larger and greater income. 
I mean, if two people came to church, five people came to church. You all see, when we stand here, we are taking the offering. People don't give. I mean, the people who give, small, church. The majority is the one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But really, most people don't give. So, if we have more people, because if they're small, then the money will be small. But if you have more people, there'll be more people giving. And then there'll be more money to do the work. Yeah. You see, nice chest in the church. Very nice. Do you like the chairs? Yeah. But it takes money. A lot of things to pay electricity bills. Do you like the music that the choir was singing? Eh? The olives. They were singing. Jesus wants to know how deep is your love. How deep is your love for Jesus? But it takes whatever. In electricity, we have to pay for it. So, there are many things. The pastor must be paid. Uh, do you want me to go back to some place and go and look for something and not preach again? How many of you want me to stop the preaching and go and look for some money? Maybe I'll do Galamse. Oh, nobody's minding me. How many of you want me to stop and go and do Galamse? So that, let me see. They didn't come today. But how many want me to continue preaching? Yeah. So that is why we need more people. So that at least there will be money to pay me. As I'm doing the work. Yeah. And even we can have more people. Yeah. You know why we have missionaries all over the world? Because there's money to be able to send people. Don't say, ah, but we haven't asked you to send people. Listen, I know what you are thinking. That's why I'm preaching today. We have to send. Because Jesus said we should go to Jerusalem, to Judea, to Samaria, and to the uttermost parts. Yeah, we cannot just stay here and just say that the work is being done. There are places. And you'll be shocked when you go that there are people in those areas who have never heard about Jesus before. In Ghana here, there are places. You'll be shocked. One of our pastors went to a certain place, a certain town. When he arrived, he was witnessing to somebody. He said, do you know Jesus? Then he asked him, does he live in this area? Is he, is he on this street? Jesus said, That's how it is. So, if we sit down and we are happy with ourselves, it's like the work is being done. We, 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 are, we are joking. That's why we need more people. Can I have an amen? amen? Yeah. Even to have a building like this that we are seated in. There are some places, there are no buildings. Yeah, maybe you haven't thought about it. People are meeting under canopies. People are meeting in kiosks and other things. Wooden structures. But God has blessed us. Yeah. Number 16, we must have a mega church because special ministries which take care of special needs will develop within the church. There are special needs that don't just... I mean, they are there, but if you don't take care, it will not be attended to. For example, there are poor people that are there in the church. Paul said we must remember the poor. We can easily have a a remember the poor ministry when there are more people in the church. We said, Oh, all these people must come and be a part of the remember the poor ministry and they help. Yeah. 
When you see people coming to church, there are a lot of people who can't pay for it. Yeah. So we organize buses and there are people who support. They give money to pay for the buses to come. Yeah. When you sit in a bus and you arrive, somebody has paid for it. <laughs> you may not know. But that is possible because there are people in the church who can do it. And there are even more things that can be done. There are orphanages that must be seen to. People must be helped. Healing Jesus, crusades, things like that. Yeah. Even the different choirs that we can have in the church. You know, you may say, but one choir is okay. Yes, it's nice. But you see, it's even nicer when there are varieties. Variety is the spice of life. Am I preaching to somebody? Yeah. If you are a wife, you are in the house with your husband, and the food you cook, one-way food, one-way food, one-way everyday banku or something like that. I mean, your husband will leave and go. He will go and look for food outside. Yeah. I was talking to Pastor David. His wife was telling me how she's, he's been eating the food in the house. Because... The wife has been giving him different types of dishes. Variety. But if every day, potompoto, apapransan, or something like that, or what? Chris Brown. Which one is Chris Brown? Face the wall. The same food every day. Or in the night, the same way you lie down in the night, every day. Or you don't like my message that I'm preaching. Every day you come and lie down like this, like a log, wawa board, odum tree. Your, your husband will leave and go. Go and look for another girl. But yes, stick for saying, no variety. But as a woman, yet, you have to be acrobatic in bed, gymnastics, jumping. Give the Lord a shout, somebody. The preaching, there's also marriage counseling inside. Yeah. There are different things. Let's see, variety. Yeah, so that you don't just come. Because if the preaching you come is one way, you not be doing it. We just move into different things. Another time you come, we teach you how to dress. Another time we teach you this. So that's why we may need to have different choirs. We need to have the. It makes the church exciting. These are different needs. Different needs. Sometimes I wish I had a choir for my turning point service. That's all they do. Yeah. We can have a key choir. Because there's a need for some people to sing key. Yeah. Some people don't know with the English. So there must be a key choir. Some people today want to sing, but they can't sing the English. You don't like the message I'm preaching. It's also a variety. Key, 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 key. That's it. Number 17, because my time is up. You must have a mega church because it shows that you have made full proof of your ministry. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5. Paul said to Timothy, he says, Preach the word. Watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of your ministry. Hallelujah. When you read the um, 
I think the Message Bible puts it in a very beautiful way. If you can put the Message Bible there. It says that, Message, can you give us Message Bible? But you keep your eye on what you are doing. Keep your eye on it. Isn't that the case? Yeah. Accept the hard times along with the good. Keep the message alive. Then he said, do a thorough job. Do a thorough job as God's servant. Yeah. In other words, go through whatever must be, anything that you must do. You must not arrive in heaven and be shocked. Rejoina had a vision and was taken to heaven. He said his trip to heaven, three things that he learned. He said, number one, he saw that all the people in heaven, the people they were walking around and they were saying the same thing that they didn't do much. They wish they had done more than they did. That's what they are saying in heaven. And the second thing they said was that the little truth that they did also had very little impact. Yeah. And the third thing they said was that they realized that when they died and they left the scene, somebody else came to take their place. And the person was doing what they were doing better than what they did. So they could see that they could have done more. Hey. If I want to read the thing, if you have the book, read it. Rick Joyner, uh, Final Quest. The Final Quest. Then he said, when he, I read it, I said, listen. Then I need to do a thorough job. Whatever my hand finds to do on this earth, let me do it with all my might. With everything that I have. Anything possible that I can do, let me do it. If I can open my eyes more and do something, let me open it and do it. So that one day when I'm not here and somebody even comes to take over, I will not stand there with regret that ah, I could have done this. I, could have. I will just say that I, I did what I could do. I did everything. I don't want to be in heaven and be regretting that I could have gone for outreach. We could have had a carnival. We could have even added some this thing we could have done and I didn't do it. And that should be your mind also. That I could have done this, I could have done this. I was sitting in the church just receiving the preaching every day. And I never lifted a finger to help. Do a thorough job. Tell somebody, do a thorough job. That is why we want to have a mega church. So that at least, if there's anything, say, when we came to Abuasi here, we tried. We tried. We did our best. We did our best. We did our best. Yeah. Campus people, it's good. You've come to learn. But listen, it's also good to do the work of God. I'm telling you. Do the work of God. God will also bless you as you do it. Yeah. You'll see that your ministry, your studies and everything will even be better. Add it to what you are doing. Do a thorough job. Yeah. Number eight. Eighteen. We must have a mega church because in the mega church there are more beloveds. <laughs> now this one, yeah, I know you will like it. There are more beloveds. Variety. One day our bishop, he said somebody came to see, a lady came to see him. And he said, Bishop, Bishop, I'm leaving the church. Bishop, I'm leaving the church. He said, why are you leaving the church? He said, because my type is not in the church. So said, ah, what do you mean by your type is not in the church? What, what, what type are you? What kind of person are you that your type is not in the church? He faced her. 
But he said later when the lady left, he looked into the church and saw that truly her type was not in the church. <laughs> hey! Because see, people like different types. You know, because maybe the level of education, you also want a certain level, but the people in the church, they are all of a certain level. To me, baby. But when there is a mega church, if you want a fair lady, there will be a fair lady. If you want a copper-colored lady, there's a copper-colored lady. If you want a dark, midnight black, yeah. You know, there are some people that like midnight black. If you want obolo, oboshi, come on now. Hey. If you want somebody with big backside, I tell you, one day I went to do follow-up with my wife. We went to look for a lady. When we went to look for the lady, we went around the whole area in Accra. People didn't seem to know her because the name we were mentioned. You know, sometimes some people, they don't use their names. They say they are called Susie. But when you go to the house, it's called Adoko or something like that. So, nobody knew her. But one of the things that were running through, anywhere we went and we asked of the lady, the people would say, Ah, Joel Keduna Pierre. It means the woman with the plenty backside. So, my wife would say no, because I think she didn't see her well that night. So we all went on, and then at a point I told my wife that, listen, you let's follow this Joeke Eduna Pierre. Maybe it will be the person. So, <laughs> are you here? Are you here? Do you like the preaching? It's a variety. It's a variety. So, we, we went to the house, and uh, when we went there, unfortunately for us, she was sitting down. She was batting her child or something. So we couldn't see the Eduna Pierre. So we, she was just, well, we talked with her and all that. Then we left, you know. But one day we were in the car, in the car, around UTC. We were in the taxi going. And then we were sitting in the taxi. And then I saw, you know, sometimes people want to cross the road. The taxi, the car will stop. Then I saw this lady who was passing. Come on now. She was moving at it. Ebura, 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 Ebura. I said, hey! I said, what is this? This is mega. Because to whom to? To whom for? To whom does it belong to? To whom to? To whom for? To whom does it? So I said, let me look at the owner of this. Because it was a lot. When I lifted up my eyes, lo and behold, Joe. Keduna Pierre, she was the one moving like that. Hey! So, if you are in the church, you are looking for Yoel with Keduna Pierre. Because there are some people, they like the big backside. When, when they see the wife moving, it's man, man, that's my wife. That's my wife. That's my wife. Put your hands together for Jesus. But if you have a small church, some slim, slim people will be there. Children. You'll never get anybody. If you want a slim person to be there, but whichever one you like. Yeah. Inside light. Do you know inside light? Yeah. For back or call, fair. They call them inside light. Because when you're in the car, you don't need a light. Or bright inside. Put your hands together for Jesus. <laughs> hey, you people, when I follow you, I will finish preaching. We are 25, we have done 19, number 20. We must have a mega check because there are more contacts. 
did I say 19? 19 is we must have a mega church because there will be more weddings and more marriages. You see, now we don't see a lot of marriages. Once a while, yeah, like next two weeks, you see this man sitting behind him. He'll be having his wedding here. After the swollen Sunday, uh, or two Sundays after the swollen, then he'll be having. When we are swelling in the church, he wants to swell somewhere else. Yeah. So, 8th of December, he and his beloved, they are getting married. He has located some inside light in the church. It can only happen when you have a mega church. Hey. Number 20, you must have a mega church because there are more contacts and connections. I think it goes to 21. When we have a mega church, there's always a large pool of employers who can help church members. So, when there are people in the church who know somebody, you see, the whole world is about whom you know. Oh, yeah. Whatever you need, it's about two or three people away from you. Yeah. If I want to get to, if I want to get to President Trump, I'm about four people away from him. <laughs> yeah. Because I heard Bishop Dark saying that he's three people away from Donald Trump. He knows somebody who knows somebody who knows another person who knows Donald Trump. So when I heard it, I said, let me turn four people away because me too, I know Bishop Dark. Who knows somebody? Who knows somebody? Who knows that? Four people away. Put your hands together for Jesus. <laughs> it can only happen in a mega church. When you meet people whom you know. I've realized when I go to places that Jesus says, Bishop, 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 who is this? The other day I went to the uh, DVLA. I was standing in the bishop. I said, Who is this? Oh, <laughs> I'm in the church. Can I help you? Immediately the thing was stopped. Sharp. So, the mega church, you have contacts. And then when you need a job, there are people who are uh, proprietors of schools. We have it in the church. There are people who are managers working at uh, mining companies who are also in the church. You know, there are people in the church that can help you. But if it's not a mega church, my brother. So that's what we call it's a value added church. Not DAT, DAC. Because when we have a mega church, it becomes a value added church. More people would like to be in such a church because things are supplied. The Bible says in Acts 2 that they had all things common. Why? Because it was a mega church. One day preaching, 3,000 people gave their life to Christ. Another time preaching, 5,000 people again. I mean, what, what problem do you have in the midst of 5,000? Your problem will be solved. Number 22, we must have a mega church because all the different needs of the congregation can be met. Ah, that's exactly what I was saying. Number 23, we must have a mega church because a mega church is more likely to accomplish the 25% biblical quota of souls that must be saved. Why do we say that? Because the Bible says that a sower, Jesus said, a sower went out to sow. One fell on uh, stony ground, one fell on stony ground, one fell on uh, where? Rock, rocky ground, and the fourth one fell on the good ground. So, out of the four places that the seed fell, only one. So, one out of four is what? 
So what it means is that as a church, our quota to reach the people in Obuasi here, we must reach 25% of the people in Obuasi. Pastor David, how many people are in Obuasi? 250,000. 250,000, what would 25% be? 25%, that would be one over four. 60 something thousand people must be in all the churches in Obuasi. I, I can assure you that we are not, I don't think that we are even 10,000. Yeah. So, when are we going to get to the 60,000? 60,500. 62,500. When are we going to get to the 62,500? Because even in our church, we, we seem to have a lot of people. When, when, let me go to Victory Bible Church. You go to Glorious Zion. Go, I, mean, I mean, I don't think that there are people who are into the thousands. So all the churches, some are two, five, ten, twenty. We put it together. Oh dear, put together ten thousand. But we must reach 60,000, 62,000. Charlie, guys, we, we have to rise up. Tell somebody, Oyede Yeje Rofuno. So that's why you cannot just come to church. You alone, you have come. Me, myself, and I. Me, myself, and I is still you. You need to come with somebody, come with people. Number 24. <laughs> we must have a mega church because a mega church is a force to reckon with, and it becomes a nation within a nation. One of the things that happens is that people tend to despise you when you are little. Yeah. Anything that is small, they don't respect you. But when they come and see that, hey, as woman, the thing is not a small thing. It's a big thing, especially politicians. When they see a lot of people, then something is doing them. They are thinking about votes. We have to watch these people because if all of them don't vote here, I've lost Bible says that who has despised the day of small things? Small things are despised all the time. And number five, because my time is up, we must have a mega church because the glory of the end time will be greater than the glory of the early church. Haggai 2, verse 8, he said what? Haggai 2, verse 8, as we close, he said, The silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord. May you receive silver and gold. May, may silver and gold be ours. Because it belongs to the Lord. Then he said, verse 9, he said, And the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former. God wants our latter end to be more beautiful, more glorious. If somebody was here a year ago, when he comes back, he should come and see that, wow, the place has changed. The place is more glorious. Something is changing. That can only happen when we have a mega church. May God help us. May God help us. Today, I want to launch the three a soul. Um, what do you call it? Three people. We want to covenant with the Lord. That we are going to bring three people. And this is my covenant. Lord, according to Matthew 6.33, as I seek first your kingdom, all other things I need shall be added unto me. I therefore covenant to bring three souls. I'm just making it easy for you. Three souls to the Jesus Rolling Sunday 
on the 24th of November. And my prayer request is, give three prayer requests and believe God that he will answer as you bring three souls. How many would like to bring three souls to church on the swollen Sunday? That means today's week. Give me a wave of your hand. Yeah. And, and I tell you, God is going to answer this prayer. As you feel it, please share it. As you feel it, feel it. God is going to answer that prayer. And we are going to receive it. Ah, maybe you can keep it in your Bible so that you can know the prayers you pray. Wow. 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 Yes. So make that covenant with the Lord. I need, yes, please write it now. Get a pen. These people have a pen for them. These days people don't use pen. iPads and other things. Get a pen. And write it now. Make that covenant with the Lord. Yeah. I need people also who will say, I will bring people in one bus or one taxi or one Uber. Or, do you have Uber here? Keke. You will bring people to build the keke. Is there anybody like that? I, I, I just say, I'm sponsoring people in the keke to bring. Let me see. I want to pray for you if you are something like that. Yeah. Come. Come. If you are here, I, I want to pray for you. Let, let me see if I show of hands. You want to bring somebody in the keke, please. You want to bring somebody in the taxi. You bring people. Taxi four. Taxi four. Taxi four. Let me see. Hey. I think we should have more people. God bless you. Ah. Why are only the people from my house who are raising their hands. I don't like that. Where are the rest in the church? You are not bringing anybody. So, how are you bringing the three souls? That you have taken the sheep that you are failing. How are you bringing them? <laughs> Listen, I need people. You will come. You will bring. Come. I want to pray for you. Let me pray for these people. Let me pray for them. Come. You want to do it? Come quickly. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for these ones. Come. I ask for great blessings for them. As they give themselves to bring people in a taxi. Father, in a keke, I pray for them. I ask, O oh God, for your special blessing to come upon them as they are seeking your kingdom. Lord, may they never lack. May everything they need be supplied unto them. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Please, everybody, fill the form. And we are going to make that covenant with the Lord. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you here? Wonderful. Stand to your feet, all eyes closed and every head bowed. Maybe you are here, somebody invited you to church, but you are not born again. You don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. If you are here like that, just lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. You want to be born again. You know deep down in your heart that you are not saved. If you should die now, you are not going to heaven. You don't know where you are going. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Thank you, Father. We bless you. We give you glory for salvation in this house. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, today is also our communion Sunday. And um, as the communion is being given out, we're going to watch as we take the communion. And when it comes to you, please hold it. Bishop Dag is going to lead us in a prayer before we sit down. So, 
the communion is coming to you. And um, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Take each this is my body, which was broken for you. Drink, this is my blood, which was shed for you. Whoever eats my flesh, drinks my blood, has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. Oh, yeah. Of blessing which reveals it's the communion of the blood of Christ, the bread which we break. Make sure you have your communion. It's the communion of the body of Christ. If you don't have it here, just wave your hand. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 11. As for thee, by the blood of thy covenant, I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit wherein there is no water. Amen. Amen. How have the prisoners come out of the pit? I can't hear you. By the blood. How have the prisoners come out of the pit? By the blood. How have the prisoners been sent out of the pit? By the blood. By what? The blood. By the blood. Now, which pit? That is the pit of hell. Mm. We are all supposed to go to the pit of hell. How many here have stolen a lie before? Let's say more than a hundred lies. How many have stolen something before? How many have eaten something you shouldn't eat? How many have been jealous before? How many have fought before? How many have fought blows before? Sisters. How many have done bad things before? Degrees in bad things. Degrees. But now, you are supposed to be sentenced to the pit. Mm. But the Bible says in Zechariah chapter 9 verse 11, Ask for thee thee. also, Mm. by the blood of thy covenant, I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit, wherein is no water. Remember when the rich man went to hell? What did he say? I pray thee, send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in what? Water. Water. So this pit has no water. It's a waterless pit. One day I watched a film, Clint Eastwood. In that film, somebody was shot and the person was dying. Just as the that's how I saw the film, the actors were really, they knew what they were doing. As the person was dying, he started to ask for water. He was bleeding. He said, I need, I need water, I need water. I need water, and then he died. So, when you are bleeding, you, you, you start to need water. Mm. So, today, instead of going to that pit, mm. oh, mm. by the blood, Hallelujah. you are out. Amen. In Jesus' name, stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Lift your bread up. Father, we thank you for the, bl- the bread, the body of Jesus Christ, which is broken for us. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Let the brokenness of the body 
be the reason for the healing of our bodies. Amen. Any breaking, broken part of our bodies is healed by this broken body of Amen. Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. take the blood, the wine. By this blood, Hallelujah. every trap, every pit, Amen. every hellfire, Amen. every Gehenna, every lake of fire, you have escaped it. Amen. By the blood. Amen. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Lift your hands for your blessing. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. May you walk free from every chain. Amen. Every trap you are falling into, you are coming out free. Amen. You are coming out free. Amen. You are coming out free. Amen. With no damages. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Every snake that has beaten you. With venom, I declare the poison in your life is neutralized. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Every foul bed that has landed on you to pluck your eyes out, to pluck your brains, to take from you that bed. That flying creature is rebuilt today. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let me hear your loudest amen. Amen. Receive freedom. Receive it. Say, I receive it. I receive it. Receive freedom. I receive it. Receive deliverance. I receive it. May your hands always be lifted up in victory. Amen. May your hands be lifted up in joy. Amen. This week, mm. may you find things that make you genuinely happy and joyful. Amen. Let me hear your loudest amen. Amen. Whatever makes you cry, mm. whatever makes you sad, what makes you have sleepless nights, I rebuke it in Jesus' name. Amen. From today, your sleep will be sweet. Amen. May God lift up your head yes. in every crisis yes. and in every difficult situation. Yes. In the name of He who lay in the grave and said, I shall arise after three days. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, your head is lifted up. Amen. In Jesus' name. Let me hear your loudest amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Your head is lifted up. Amen.